to the Holmes Politicast. Get rid of my, uh, get rid of this stuff here, as always. Oh, I should make sure also, before I go anywhere, give me just a second to set this stuff up. As always, when I start streaming, um, got to make sure everything's working correctly. So, all right, it looks like that's working. So. <clears throat> oh, I'm peeking. Crap. That's no good. No, bueno. Take it down a notch. <clears throat> Alright. I think that would be good. So, welcome to the Holmes Politicast Friday show happening on Saturday. Woo! Because, yeah, I had a bonfire last night. So, um... I'm doing the show today. We got some interesting developments in political news. The Republicans have picked a gubernatorial candidate, and he is police chief James Craig from Detroit. Um, I'm skeptical of just about anybody from Detroit, but um, the police chief, I don't know. Like, it seems like, um, number one, what do we really know about him? Like the rest of Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah, this is the opening, so I'm not, dang, sorry. Uh, so police chief James Craig, uh, also governor's, governor Whitmer's, my goodness, I'm just going to start all over. Yeah, I'm going to start over. All right, welcome to the Friday edition of the Holmes Politicast. I am your host, Anon Don. Today, we have got for you a new gubernatorial candidate being thrown into the ring for 2020. He is a Republican. He is police. police. My goodness, I can't talk today. Police Chief James Craig. Uh, we know nothing about him. We're going to be looking into him. Also on the show... Governor Whitmer's father made a miraculous recovery. He has been sighted in Lansing, walking around, doing shopping. So, um, yeah, I'll leave those implications there for now. And, uh, oh, there was one more thing. There's one more big thing. And it's slipping my mind right now. I'm sure I'll get to it. I'm Anon Don. This is the Holmes Politicast. So, the big story. James Craig, one of the longest serving police chiefs in the city's history, will run in a bid to challenge Governor Whitmer in next year's gubernatorial race. A source close to the chief said Friday. Alright, Craig is expected Monday to announce his retirement from the department, told 
the Detroit News, he will follow that press conference with one discussing his future plans. So he's just now retiring from the department. Um, oh, uh, Craig's ambitions were first re- reported by Charlie LaDuff. Um, oh, we might have to look at that because if he was on with Charlie LaDuff, um, so Charlie LaDuff is one of the reporters that isn't going to, um, hide the truth or push a narrative because they're on the right. So they don't have much truth to hide really. Um, it's just more about making clear what we really believe. Um, Republicans have been searching for a challenger with strong name recognition and crossover appeal. Supporters believe Craig's solid reputation as a fair, no-nonsense police chief who has spoken against anti-police protests and for Second Amendment rights while maintaining strong community support is their guy. See, I don't know about that because the Republicans keep on picking people that seem like they're going to be good candidates and then they just roll over on their bellies as soon as the national media gets a hold of them and starts pressuring them and starts tearing them down. So, I mean, I I don't think that Craig is necessarily like he believes bad things probably. Um, but I do think that probably, I, I don't think he could handle the media pressure. Just those constant attacks, day in and day out. I mean, the national press does go after these governors. Um, yeah, I just don't think he could handle it. I don't think he would want to handle it. Um, I don't know. I guess if, if he wins the nomination, we'll see if he can handle it. But I don't think he can. All right. Other names that have been mentioned include Farmington Hills businessman John James, who has made two unsuccessful bids for the U.S. Senate, and Kevin Rinke, whose family has run automobile dealerships in Metro Detroit. Oh, nothing about Garrett Soldano still. Well, he's still running. Uh, I guess you'll find that exclusively at the Holmes Politicast, um, because not even the Detroit News will cover Soldano. Uh, they don't think he's a viable candidate, apparently. Even though he's got only, like, he has got only grassroots, 100% support. Like, 100% of his support is grassroots. It is all from people, so. I think he's got a pretty good bid. Because he's doing a lot of traveling. And he's uh, meeting with a lot of people. He's in Marquette today, actually. So, oh, but this is supposed to be about Craig, uh, not, not Soldano. Um, in Craig, the GOP sees a candidate who is willing to jump into the race early with the ability to coalesce Republican donors and grassroots activists. Republicans also hope the popular police chief can deliver votes for the party from Detroit. Um, oh, OK, so they're hoping that he draws Detroit votes is what's going on. That's all right. Um Oh, they oh they come out right out and say it too. If nominated, the chief would be the second African American to appear on Michigan. Well, second Black American. There, he's not from Africa, and um, I think it's pretty racist to 
you know, just assume that somebody's from Africa because of the color of their skin. Um, <clears throat> so, the second black American to appear on Michigan's general election ballot for governor as a Republican. Um, all right, let's see. I'm going to just scan through real quick and see if they mention any of his... Like, this dude's... Alright. I'm just going to be blunt about Detroit for a second. This dude has been trying to reduce crime for a long time. He... I think he's been unsuccessful, obviously, because the politicians won't help him, but... I just question... Really... Oh, so I question why he would stay in Detroit if he really wanted to do good. Um, well, you know what? I, I really can't do that because I want to do good in Detroit. Yeah, I just don't trust, you know, the, the, the atmosphere of Detroit. And I see that, you know, Craig has been trying to reduce crime and it hasn't seemed to have worked out too well. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Let's see if they say anything about his ability to reduce crime. Uh, because they mention a couple of things that he's done. Um, so it says, shortly after he took over the police department, he launched a series of raids dubbed Operation Restore Order. During the first raid, 150 officers flooded the Colony Arms Apartments on Jefferson and led occupants away in handcuffs as other residents leaned out their windows and cheered. Some people criticized the raids, saying they were for show and didn't result in the conviction of violent criminals. Um, other initiatives under Craig include establishing an LGBTQ outreach and a peer support group for officers dealing with stress. Um, civil rights. Uh, receives high mark from longtime Detroit civil rights activists. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah, that calling for Craig to be fired doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be on our side. Um. I don't know. I may be totally wrong, and he may be a, a great guy. Uh, he may be able to handle the pressure. He may be able to do all that, but. Um. I just. I just. I think Soldano would do better because he just refuses to talk to the media. He He's just, yeah, and he won't uh, cave to the Republicans. Like, the Republicans aren't pushing him at all, obviously. So, yeah, I'm just so tired of both parties that <laughs> independent, here we are. So, um, Police Chief James Craig, it doesn't say anything about... Um, about a reduction in crime. It says he's been the longest serving top cop since the city began naming chiefs instead of police commissioners. Um... Yeah, it doesn't say anything about how much he reduced crime. 
you think? Oh, wow. Hold on. So this article goes on. Other lesser-known GOP candidates who have formed campaign committees to potentially run for governor next year are Austin Chang of Grand Rapids, Ryan Kelly of Allendale, and Bob Scott of Howell. So they even mention all of the small guys that aren't even a possibility. Okay. Wow. They mention all, all these small guys that I've never even heard of. Bob Scott of Howell? Who the heck is that? Austin Chang of Grand Rapids? Nope. Have no idea. Ryan Kelly of Allendale? I mean, and these are all, well, except for Howell. Grand Rapids and Allendale, they're pretty close to Grand Haven, so... Um, yeah. That's, that's silly. That's silly. Look at that. They mention all the little ones. They don't even mention, the, you know, the guy that's traveling all over the state. Um, holding rallies and gaining support and... Goodness gracious. Detroit News needs to do better. I don't know why they're so... They're so... It seems like they're mad at him for not giving them an interview without Facebook living it. I don't know why. Um Yeah. They have some some Okay, let's go from uh from the support to the skeptics. So after they mention all these, you know, little guys and people that don't have a viable shot at, you know, winning the governor candidacy. Um, goes on. Oh, to do. See, so this thing says a majority of likely Michigan voters, 58% said they approve of Whitmer's job performance according to a February 3rd through 6th poll commissioned by the Detroit News. Um, I'm opening that. Because... Um... Among those in the middle, her job approval is 69%. I don't know about that. I don't trust your poll. So, I'll just omit that because nobody cares about that. That's propaganda. Um, I don't know why the Detroit News does that every once in a while. But, I guess probably the author... Or, I mean, this is... Who is this writing? Sean Hunt... Oh, George Hunter, Nolan, fin Nolan Finley... That's pretty good. Um, so maybe maybe that is actually accurate. All right. Um, but the survey found that the first-term Democrat from East Lansing is potentially vulnerable. A plurality of 41% said they plan to vote for someone else for governor in 2020, with 39% saying they would support Whitmer for re-election, and a crucial 20% saying their answer depended on the candidates. According to the survey of 600 registered voters with a margin of error of plus or minus four percentage points. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe it's accurate. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I, I won't say for sure it's not. I d certainly won't say for sure it is. 
But, regardless, when she ran for governor in 2018, Whitmer's support in Detroit initially was considered lacking, but after getting elected, she has gained a loyal following in the city during the COVID-19 pandemic, especially after Detroit rapper uh, G. Mac Cash released his ode to Whitmer titled Big Gretch in May of 2020. Yeah, you guys may remember that. Um, I think we played that on the show. Uh, if not, if you needed a refresher, um, you know, guys, I I don't like to torture my listeners, um, but... I feel like you guys need reminding of this, so I'm trying. I'm just trying to stall so I can get to the video before you all leave. Um, G Mac Cash, Big Gretch. Okay, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Is everybody ready? Hey, I'll be hey. Hey. Beats on the chat. Hey, we want to present these buffs to our governor. Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face. Cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face. Cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Big Gretch and this bitch playing no role. Lose all the cussing. That's just how I get my flow on. If you want to leave the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Gretch says, Stay home. All that protesting was irrelevant. Yeah. Ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. Yeah. How we gonna take orders from a non-resident? Talk All about- right, that's enough of that. I'm sorry for, um, I'm sorry for that because that was just awful. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> that guy uh, after that, uh, Big Gretch got a lot of support. Um, let's see. Crap, now I lost my spot. Now I lost my spot. Ah, now I gotta get back to it. Um, Where'd I go? Oh, okay. There I am. All right. Southfield-based political consultant. Okay. Southfield-based political consultant Mario Morrow is skeptical about a Craig run for governor. Craig is, quote, an excellent police chief, but it's hard to believe that you would challenge a popular Democratic governor and run for the first time in an oppos- in an opposition party, Morrow said Friday. I'm sure that he would have some support, he said about Craig, but I doubt very seriously if he would be able to turn Democrats, primarily black Democrats, to vote for him as a Republican. So, um, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of agree with that, but I that part actually doesn't really matter to me, like his viability. I only care about, see, this is my problem with the Republican Party, and this is why I don't, I don't, I'm not supportive of anybody the Republican Party supports, because they talk about this. Um, He's an excellent police chief, but he might not win, so why would we put him for, I don't know, because I feel like who would who would be better like who that is established would be better because he, he's saying run for the first time in an opposition party like like is he saying that Craig was a democrat and now he's running as a republican or is he saying just that it would be Craig's first time running as a republican because I'm confused 
Um, that is unclear from the Detroit news. I wish they would have uh, made that a little bit more clear. Um, oh, they do a little bit. The Democratic consultant said a lot of people who run for office the first time have a wake-up call that the reality is that you are good at it, at what you do, but that does not necessarily transfer as a politician and a person who's trying to generate supporters and voters to come to vote for you. Okay, so yeah, he's just saying that Oh, it's your first time running for office. You're not going to win. So, yeah. So then my next question would be, well, what's who's an established candidate? Um, oh, James. Okay, look at that. The Detroit News. See? See? This is... Okay, I like the Detroit News. They answered all my questions as I had them. Look at that. So that's why we go through the articles. We got to find the good ones. Uh, we got to find the good authors. Um yeah, when I scroll up to the top and I saw Nolan Finley, I'm like, okay, you know what? This this piece is going to be pretty good. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, McLean2004. What do you think of Caitlyn Jenner? Uh, I, what I think of Caitlyn Jenner is that um, I, I don't think he should be <laughs> governor of California. I don't understand why he's uh, in the race. Like, I think Repu if Republicans are, would vote for that, then they'd just be voting for, like, to totally undermining all of the distinctions between men and women that we talk about. So, yeah, like, if you've listened to Matt Walsh's opinion, mine is similar. Um, it's, it's, it's not that I don't think he could win. Or that he'd be popular. I just think that that would be just a total denial of the the base beliefs of the party. Does that make sense? She said, "You feel like his her heart is in the right place, but okay." And she are they still here, McLean? Okay. Well, I saw those a little bit late. I need to get like a like a. Uh, what do you call it? a notification sound or something? Um, oh, wait, it's she's McLean said, I feel like her heart is in the right place. Oh, yeah, I you're not gonna like my answer. I, I thought that said he actually at first. Okay, <clears throat> so, um, interesting. Um, had somebody come in and comment. Thank you very much for that comment, McLean 2004. Um, I always like interaction, but. You know, you just may not like the answer that you get. I'm sorry. Uh, so that is that is Chief James Craig. Um, he is going to be running. And all right, we're going to move on to. So I saw something in the Detroit Free Press that I was kind of confused by. And it sounds a little. A little. uh Yeah, this is going to be a difficult one to talk about. So I'm going to proceed with caution, but it needs to be talked about. Um, where is it? My stories. I think it's in here. No. Probably news. I'm looking for a specific article as I sometimes I find them on my phone. And then I got to go back on my computer and look them up again. So 
Um, let's see. Oh, goodness. Somebody tell me if they see it. Uh, you can't because I haven't told you what it is yet. It's a surprise. Um, my goodness, it has to be in. I didn't want to have to get out my phone and. All right. All right, I'm just going to have to look it up by title, so. Um, um, Jeez, how specific do I need to be? I've got like the the exact title in there. Um This is weird. I just saw this article in the Detroit Free Press this morning. <sighs> it's usually not this hard for me to find an article again. Let's just search. Oh, okay. There it is. Okay. Perfect. All right. So this one was more a, just, just a observation of our culture. So former Detroit Lion quarterback, Eric Hip, Hipple. Yeah. Hipple's been through hell and back as he shares a story of depression, his son's death by suicide, his own recovery and his current role as advocate and champion for mental health and wellness. He's given thousands of speeches across the country before veterans, students, businesses, and organizations. He's much in demand as he talks up the importance of people focusing on their mental health as they do their physical health. As we take note of Mental Health Awareness Month, it's a message needed more than ever as this pandemic has put increasing pressure on everyone's health. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to say, just from the art, just from the headline, um, the first thing I thought when I saw their children took their own lives, today they lead mental health efforts in Michigan. I'm like, isn't that a little backwards? Um, I mean, so... 
I'm going to go down a little bit. Okay, so just skimming the article, and I read I read uh, some of this. Like the the son went, in, you know, he was babysitting his seven year old. He went into the bedroom, grabbed a shotgun, and killed himself. Um, and then a reflection on Hipple's own life, but the thing that I worry in our culture is like, we've got a culture of such intense sympathy that even though this guy failed so spectacularly in raising a human being that is emotionally stable and well adjusted, um, we are listening to that person and that person is being, um, put forward as a good model or a a knowledgeable person in how we deal with mental health. Um, And it's... Yeah. I just... We're turning to the wrong places. Like It seems like anybody that can eke any ounce of sympathy out of us will demand all of it. Like somebody that legitimately has a something that we should feel bad about. They just want to take that and force that to be your entire life while you're around them. And it's just a, a I don't know, it's a, it's an undesirable trait in our culture to just always make conversation about you. And obviously this guy is paid to come and talk about, you know, his son killing himself. But why do we as a culture want to hear from people whose children have committed suicide? I don't understand that. Like, so it it almost seems like, you know, I don't know if you've listened to Andrew Clavin, but he talks about um, the idea of leftism, you know, being a cult and. Um, having the, the, you know what, never mind. Either way. Okay. So, so we, we all want to, to have something to feel, uh, guilty about and we need to, or we all have guilt that we, we have in us and we need some way to relieve our guilt. And I think when we listen to these people that have grievances, we feel like we are being empathetic and we are relieving our guilt. That is the problem with our society. It's that's the problem that Clavin sees um, overall, you know, and that's how it connects to, you know, leftism and cultish behaviors like that. They're dealing with guilt. All these people that listen to this guy, Hipple, they're dealing with immense amounts of guilt, but they're dealing with it in a wrong way and in a way that is not going to be helpful, beneficial. 
And really, in the in the long run, it's going to end up hurting us. We're, we're going to have more children that are killing themselves, not less. So, um, that's just a an un, that took a dark turn. Um, I I mean, I hope that it doesn't happen. I I really really hope that we don't have an epidemic of children killing themselves. But it's kind of already happening a little bit. Um. So, oh, there was one other, one other big story that I wanted to talk about a little bit, um, that I mentioned. Sorry about that. I had to get up and grab something real quick. Okay. So, um, so I talked about Leduff a little bit and Deadline Detroit. So Deadline Detroit is actually a a good uh, source to read. Obviously, don't trust everything they print. Um, always check it out. You know. Um, but he's reporting that uh, Governor Whitmer, um. So, a bunch of Detroit businessmen were the ones that uh, donated the plane to her. Um, and Leduff is asking about, like, you know, d- does Whitmer owe people a political favor now? Like, what, what are the, what are the people getting for this? Um, what are, you know, was was this out of her own pocket? Um, was you know, what was the concern for vaccinations? What was the concern for coronavirus? And she said that, you know, it was a concern for her, uh, her father. But, um, Charlie Leduff says that, um, as far as Dick Whitmer, who is described in the press recently, in the press release as chronically ill and in failing health and thus the reason for Whitmer's trip. Oh, uh, wait, why does that have a question mark? That shouldn't, why did I read that wrong? Who was, who was described in a press release as chronically? Yeah, that shouldn't have a question mark. Uh, Dick appeared to have made a miraculous comeback. Great Lakes news, a website that is often critical of Whitmer and is also a statewide radio network with 35 plus affiliates reported last week that her father had been seen in a parking lot of Lansing area mall getting into a brand new Tesla. So here's how you check this out. Oh, there we go. Okay. 
Great Lakes News. They're going to have to be somebody I just I subscribe to. I describe to. My goodness. I am having such a problem with words today. Okay. So. Where is Great Lakes News? Where is their part about? Well, they don't have a picture, but um Yeah. They seem like oh wow. Okay. So yeah, they're affiliated. They they reported that Whitmer uh her father So, everybody knows. Um So that's cool. I already we got a uh, Great Lake News bookmarked. Great Lakes News. All right, and so those were the three big stories that that I wanted to cover today. Um, it's going to be slightly, slightly shorter today. You know what? I'm going to go on the lantern and see. You know what? No, they won't have anything because. School's not. Let's see what Grand Haven Tribune has. Um. Oh, geez. GVSU is having a lot of shootings. That's crazy. Glad I'm not going to be there very much longer. Well, <laughs> I'm not really going to avoid it if shootings are just going up everywhere, so. Um, gonna have to get a concealed carry permit. As journalists worldwide face repression, GOP lies threaten U.S. media future. What is this lady talking about? Th this lady is actually like, what? 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 Trudy Rob Trudy Rubin. What are you talking? About? Okay. Monday was World Press Freedom Day, a United Nations approved reminder to governments. To respect press freedom that most nations ignore. Let's see. Let's get to some meat. Um, Two-thirds of the journalists around the globe were reportedly killed last year. Oh, no. 32 journalists around the globe. My goodness. Um, 32 journalists around the globe were reportedly killed last year. Already this year in Afghanistan. In an episode... Enough to make one cry, three young women, employees of a local TV station in Jalalabad, were gunned down in March by local Islamic State affiliates. Alright, let's see how she links this to the GOP. Oh, oh my goodness. Um... Wait a second. Look at this. Okay, so this media journalist. Oh, where GOP lies threaten U.S. media future. No, media lies threaten U.S. media future, lady. Um, so here we go. Um, she takes a direct shot at me. So, awesome. I refer, of course, to the growth of an alternative media universe. 
amplified by Donald Trump. Well, yeah, that is me. I am the alternative media universe. So, um, that attracts a sizable portion of the American public into their own news silo and feeds them a constant and hypnotic news diet of outright lies. You hear that, guys? I am feeding you a constant and hypnotic news diet of outright lies. So, um, that will do it for the show today. Your daily fill of, uh, what did she say? Uh, yeah, your daily dose of outright lies should be in your belly right now. Feeling very good. I am going to leave you with that. Remember to like and share the show. Um, I do take, I will, um, read your comments on Twitch and respond to them real time. Um, so if ever you want to leave a comment, uh, you may do so. Uh, share the podcast. Um, and yeah, have a great week, guys. We will be back um, for your daily dose of outright lies next week. I'm Anandan. This is the Homes Politicast. Mm-hmm.